Hi, everyone. Hi. <laughs> Hi. Uh, this is uh, Dad Pods, the uh, podcast for dads for everyone. Um, I'm Shane. Uh, that's Mike. And we have a special guest. We sure do. <laughs> <laughs> it's not uh, me. <laughs> it's, it's not Mike, it, uh, even though you are special. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> um, my very, very good friend, uh, Jared Hearnstone. He is, why don't you describe yourself? How do you describe yourself? Um, like, w- which parts do you want me to describe? Every piece of you, Jerry. <laughs> um, so I guess, you know, I, well, you know, I guess I'm a food media influencer these days. That's probably how most people know me. I have a, a YouTube channel where I do vegetarian and vegan cooking, and I do uh, cooking demos. I do recipes for Costco's magazine, and the, I do cooking demos on their Facebook page for Costco, and I have uh, the comic book that I launched last year for getting kids to cook. And that's awesome. We want to talk about that at some point. Um, but I want to talk about other things first. So you and I go way back. Yeah. Uh, we've been friends for something like 15 years, close to it. Yeah. Uh, two, 2007, Seven? eight, around there. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I will say about Jerry. So, you know, this is Dad Pods, 2007, 2008. I was not a dad yet. And most of the friends that you have when you're pre-parent don't always translate to friends that you have later. And so uh, Jerry is one of my friends that lasted. So uh, good guy, good guy. And I still don't, and I'm still, you know, not a dad. And yeah. you're still not a dad. Yeah. You're the first, you're the first non-dad or kid that we've had on this podcast. I will tell you that. <laughs> I mean, I'm a, I do have a fur baby, so maybe that counts. It does. It does. And um, I will say that, uh, you know, in addition to all the uh, you know, postings you do for food and recipes and all that awesome stuff, uh, the pictures of Lola are also awesome as well. Or Minx, yeah. I'm sorry. Lola was your old cat. Yeah, well, it was last cat. Um, yeah, Minx is the, the current kitty. And she might, usually when I'm doing a video chat, she sometimes thinks I'm talking to her. So there might be a, an opportunity where she jumps right here to join the conversation. So uh-huh. we'll see how That's that awesome. <laughs> yeah, I have I have multiple pictures of my son with like under your bed with his just just his legs sticking out trying to reach your old cat who was hiding from him under the bed <laughs> so that's uh I, yeah it's funny you know i do i think like your son was like the first kid that lola was ever really around mm-hmm. and she was not um lola was a what would be classified as a tortoiseshell calico that's basically a calico that doesn't have any white mm-hmm. and she was um moody so like to put it nicely and you know like she could be like when she was in a loving mode she was the most affectionate loving cat that you ever met and when she wasn't she was like the tasmanian devil just like claws and teeth just spinning around everywhere and when uh i remember like the first time you guys came over and you know elliot was playing with her and i was like god i hope she doesn't you know like just tear into him and she was very much like okay you're a kid i'll give you a pass but exactly having a had an adult done any of the things that Elliot had done to her, like oh, we'd all be dead. Shreds. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the shreds. Awesome. Well, um, yeah. So uh, cats aside, you have this YouTube channel. So like, it's got like a billion subscribers, right? Something like that. Well, two hundred thousand or a billion. Well, you know, however you want to describe it. <laughs> I think. I think. I, I mean. I mean, Jerry, you're coming on a Jer- Jerry, you're coming on a podcast that gets like ten listeners. So I don't think that you should, you know. 
or or a billion. <laughs> it could be somewhere between or ten. It's between and a billion. ten and a billion. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, yeah. I'm not sure that it's somewhere between ten and a billion. It might be closer <laughs> to eight. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you know what? You have to start somewhere. I mean, I remember like, I mean, when I, let's see, I'm trying to think. So did I, yeah, I already knew you when I had started my YouTube channel because I started my YouTube channel in 2012. And, um, you know, I mean, I was, I had left care too. I was no longer working with your wife and I was working at discovery channel and doing content and just, you know, decided to do the YouTube channel on the side. And, you know, I mean, I remember the day when I had like, 45 subscribers, <laughs> you know, like, you know, I mean, it's, you got to start somewhere, you know, you mm -hmm. never know where it's going to make it take off. So. Yeah. What I love about your, your, uh, a lot of the things you put on your YouTube channel, um, they're really, they're like quick, simple recipes that like, it presupposes a lot of people are busy. They've got families, they've got lives outside of their food. So is that something that's conscious on your part or is that something that's just, you're that way? I mean, probably like a mix of both. I mean, I think like, you know, and this is definitely, I think a journey that you guys will probably start to discover too. I mean, as you're, you know, when you're in the content creation world, your content evolves over time as you sort of, you know, one, learn how to be better at whatever it is that you're trying to make. And then like, secondly, just also getting feedback from people that, you know, consume it. And, you know, so I, I yeah, I think, it, you know, at, at this point it's definitely become conscious. I mean, like when I did, I, when I did my first cookbook, which I love my first cookbook for many, many reasons, but it was like way too complicated. And, and I think a lot of it was like, you know, me peacocking and flexing and look what I can do kind of thing. And, you know, you just want to like show off a little bit because it's a cookbook. But like the second one, I was like, let's just make it easy, mm -hmm. <laughs> make it really, really easy for people, you know? And so I think it just kind of depends on, you know, what you're trying to accomplish. And for me, I'm trying to get people to cook and mm -hmm. to understand food and to understand the community around food. And, and, you know, be sustainable in their eating. So, you know, having it be accessible is definitely a mission statement as far as that goes. Gotcha. Was the first one the, the cocktail one or is that the- Yes, yeah, yes. yeah. I've seen that one. I have a copy of it. I think we it. gave it to you as a gift. <laughs> you guys gave it to us. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I mean, there's like, there's definitely some easier things in there, but it's, it's you know, when I go yeah, back- Yeah, you also tell people now, how to make their own shrub. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember going over your apartment and you had like, just mason jars in your cabinets of different <laughs> levels of like this one's going to be opened in two weeks that one's going to be open right. tomorrow <laughs> yeah there's definitely sort of a mad scientist to it all and it's funny because you know uh, a good friend of mine just moved into the building where i live and he wanted to borrow a strainer because he wanted to make a shrub and he was you know it's just i think shrubs i've had a few people mention to them mention them to me recently i think they're having a little bit of a come back again, you know, like it's 10 years later, you know, so people are starting to kind of get into it again and, you know, they're great for cocktails. So it's, you know, it's a fun thing to make, but, you know, it's uh, looking back at that book and looking through that book. I mean, I, I, I love it for many, many, many reasons. Like, you know, um, the photography was fine. I mean, the, just making the recipe was fun. I was, you know, drunk at 9am on a Tuesday, like, you know, just <laughs> recipe testing everything. And I'm like, you know, I'd wake up and I would just, like I'm one of those people that kind of takes me a bit to want to wake up and have breakfast. So I just wake up and start working and I'm like, it's like 8 AM and I've had like three cocktails and I haven't had a single thing to eat yet, you know? And so, um, so that part was fun, <laughs> you know, but it prepared you, know, you for 2020. It did. It did. It did prepare me for 2020, but you know, if, if anyone had ever told me like, Hey, you'd write a, a cookbook that, you know, Michelle Branch is going to write the forward for, I would have been like, what, you know? So, I mean, it's just, I can't, 
knock it too much, but I've definitely learned a lot of lessons since I've, I've made it. So I'm a big fan of some of the, uh, you talked about the short videos. I like how you have the videos in the Twitter feed, like the, the short ones there. That's a nice, yeah. uh, nice little bit of content to get a recipe in there. Yeah, you know, it's, it, um, it's kind of been funny because, you know, through the pandemic, Twitter has definitely been this thing that sort of blew up for me. Like, you know, a lot of, I have a lot of food storage. I mean, I kind of, I did food storage stuff early on and like the past couple of years, I've really started to focus on it more because, you know, I, and this kind of leads into the comic book a little bit, but when you've been making recipes and food content for people for, you know, almost 10 years, you kind of learn where people struggle, where their pain points are. And if you're really trying to teach them to cook, you know, you try to help them, right? And so I would kind of do these like food storage videos. And then last year with everyone trying to not go to the grocery store as much, people not being able to go to restaurants and trying to figure out food, you know, or just, you know, they lost employment. So they're trying to cook more to be, you know, more fiscally responsible or whatever. Um, you know, and I just like in one day I got like 15,000 followers on Twitter just from people trying to figure out food storage, you know, it was just kind of, it was insane and crazy, you know, but um, the cool thing is like people write me and they're like, Hey, you saved me money or you helped me not waste food. So, you know, that, that's the, that's the important part of it. I have this theory that at the start of the pandemic, the things that ran out were this panic of people who didn't know how to cook. That's why all the pasta went and all the rice went. <laughs> so it wasn't yeah. really hoarding. It's this like, I don't cook and now I need to. <laughs> right. No, definitely. I mean, it's, um, and, and, and kind of coming back to that evolution of content, you know, as far as like making recipes more accessible, that spike changed my content too. Like it used to be where I would, you know, I'd have a video on how to store celery and like, you know, I might have celery recipes, but they really didn't like intermingle. But like now all of the recipes that I do, I include a handful of storage tips with some of the things that are in that recipe. Because, you know, if you're making something and you have to use two ounces of sour cream and you don't necessarily get to buy two ounces of sour cream, like what do you do with that? And so I try to you know, help people in that sense too. Like, hey, if you want to make this, here's all the ingredients. And for the stuff that you're probably only going to use like a little bit of, here's how you can make it last, you know? And yeah. so, uh, you know, it's just evolution of content and, you know, it's it's a fun journey, um, which I'm sure you guys will figure out. <laughs> what is the, what, what, what is the best way to uh, store an avocado? I know you were doing like series of videos oh, about yeah. like, all the yeah. different ways. Well, it's funny, you know, I get, I get called out on things on, you know, YouTube or Twitter sometimes from people because, you know, I mean, as thorough as you try to be in a video or a recipe or mm -hmm. and just anything, you, you can't account for every situation, right? Because it's like you, you want to make a video that's helpful and you just kind of have to pick the cream of the crop of like what most situations are or it's going to be like a three-hour video. And so um, back in the day, one of my early videos was how to store an avocado. And I tested out a few recipes or a few uh, storage methods. And I found the one with storing it with an onion, a slice of onion, to be the best one. So the, the compounds in an onion, like when you cut into an onion, those compounds that make you tear up and cry are also a natural preservative. So like putting a slice of onion with the avocado keeps it from browning. And so I tried a few things and I just did the video. I usually, that's how usually what I do. I try like, you know, three to five methods, pick the winner and do the video on that. And, um, you know, but I've had, you know, over the years, a lot has changed as far as like, information on the internet about avocados and I've seen a lot of really horrible methods um you know gain traction and so I was like okay I'm gonna try every single thing I can find and so I tested out like uh 12 different methods and found that um you know if you have some time the best method is to blanch the avocado whole so 
the, in between the uh, skin of the avocado and the flesh of the avocado, you know, there's things that live there, right? And so those things, once you cut into it, cause the avocado to start browning. And it sounds like it's a bad thing, but those things that cause the avocado to brown are actually like, they're, they toxic to bacteria. So they're trying to keep the avocado fresh, even though it's browning. But if you blanch it whole, it kills them. And so the avocado lasts like significantly longer. It stays green, doesn't brown, like you don't have to do anything to it. Um, you know, the onion method still works too, but you know, if you wanted to like make them really last a long time, you'd blanch them. Not Very too nice. long though, just 10 seconds. 10 All seconds. Right. I never have an avocado long enough for it to turn brown. I, I always eat and it. And that's the other side of it too, right? I, mean, like, <laughs> I, I don't have them. I mean, I'm like, who's storing a half avocado? I mean, there is that part of it, you know, but, um, but there are people that are, you know, and like, it is a pretty, I mean, at least, you know, now with the sort of avocado toast being everywhere and all the different versions of avocado toast. I mean, I think people definitely consume it even more. And so, um, you know, just try to help people out where they have those pain points. And mm -hmm. I, that sort of video is actually kind of fun and like, sort of inspired. Okay. I'm going to now kind of do that. I think with all of my storage methods, kind of take that deeper dive and be like, okay, I showed you how to store bananas. Like let's, let's try all the methods and see what works, you know? Gotcha. Did you ever, did you ever have the, um, desire when you were doing one of these things to do a blog where you, uh, you know, have like a 5,000 word anecdote before you get to your recipe? No. <laughs> like, so I'm going to give you this cookie recipe. And it totally reminds me of the time in the summer of 1978 when my mom was, you know, right. dying of cancer or something like that. And it just goes on and on and on. It's like, I don't want to read the recipe. Well, and that's the thing. And I, and you know, and there's like, I mean, I will defend those people. I, I, it's funny, I'm in a bunch of Facebook groups with food bloggers and like literally every three months, like someone posts something, some comment that they get or some meme in regards to, you know, what you just mentioned. And, you know, it always just gets tons and tons of engagement. And, you know, there's reasons that people do it. So one reason is that, you know, some people want to share how they went and picked blueberries with their grandmother to make this pie. That's, you know, whatever. Um, and then, you know, some people do it because, you know, if you're scrolling, scrolling, scrolling and you go to the recipe at the end, it's good for SEO and Google search. Like Google's right. like, oh, you stayed on the page longer. Oh, you scrolled all the way down. Like, so that kind mm -hmm. of bumps you up a little bit. So, you know, and people that are creating content for free, like it helps them, you know, whatever, or, you know, if they have ads on their site. So, you know, I, I get why people do it, but it was one of the things like, even like when I just first launched my blog, the conscious decision to like, I put all the ingredients up at the top and then <laughs> just the instructions. And that, that's the only thing that's there. Like, I don't, like, you know, I, I'm like, I, when I'm looking for a recipe, I just want the recipe. Yeah. And, you know, so the people that do that, more power to them, it's just not for me. <laughs> well, now that mystery has finally been solved. Well, for me, I at know, least right? now, I've never <laughs> known why it always starts with the- And it makes sense. <laughs> I, I, I guess that, you know, there's everybody's yeah, there's, kept their hustle, right? Totally, there's Google search reasons, there's monetization reasons, you know, and, you know, and it, yeah whatever i mean I, I i get it it's just like it, i think if i ever did want to put i mean I'm, my site's going through a redesign right now and i think if i ever did want to include that type of content with the recipes it probably would be like at the end of the recipe or just a separate blog post or something like it, it, that's just how i am you know what do you what do you want to see with all of this stuff what what do you mean like like long term like like I'm, I'm giving oh. you a job interview. I'm like, where do you want? Where do you see yourself? Oh, I see. What do I like? What do I want to be in like five years? <laughs> yeah. Um, 
let's see. Well, in five years, understanding I mean, that if I had asked you the same question in 2016, you would be, you would get everything wrong. Right. I know. Right. <laughs> right. Um, you know, I, I think like the main thing for me is really like I really am focused. Like, so I started my blog for one reason mainly because you know as I kind of got into cooking more, like I I mean I, I've been a vegetarian since like the like 80s, so it's been a very very long time, and I kind of had to cook learn how to cook because my parents, I was in high school and they're like, yeah, you, that's fine. You can do your own thing, but we're not making separate food. So figure it okay. out. And like, and you know, and I came from a family that cooked a lot, so it wasn't a big deal. But um, when I kind of got into, like when food started showing up on the internet, like all of the like vegetarian and vegan blogs were like horrible. They were, it was <laughs> like brown granola, just boring. And I'm like, produce is all the colorful stuff, you know? And mm-hmm. I, I wanted to showcase that you know, vegetarian and vegan food could be fun and colorful and teach people how to, you know, make those types of meals. And so, you know, my main mission is just that teaching people to cook. And so I think like, you know, five years from now, like the thing that I want, I probably, I am right now just kind of dipping my toe, looking into like what TV stuff opportunities would be there. Um, I, you know, I had a few, I've had a few conversations over the past two or three years with some different networks and usually like, I don't know, like I, we, we get to a certain point and then I'm like, eh, I don't want to do that. Like, you know, so I haven't found that balance of like what I want to create and what they want to have. And so um, I'm still kind of navigating that a little bit more, but probably something along that line is, you know, maybe something in TV. Well, Guy Fieri just signed for like $87 million. I know, right? There's, well, there's money to be had. Yeah. Well, the thing is too, like, I don't, I mean, I never wanted to be a YouTuber. Like, I, mm-hmm. I mean, I was a software engineer. I mean, that's when I met Natasha, right? So I yeah. was a, you know, I, this was, none of this has been planned. And so, <laughs> um, like, you know, I, I always tell people I am like, don't use me as a template for a career path. Cause like, it's just I, like, I, you know, it's like just twist and turn, twist and turn. And so, but, you know, I think like, you know, I didn't want to have a YouTube channel. I wasn't aspiring to be on video or anything like that, but um, I found that, you know, I can help out that way. And so if I can, like, I've done TV segments and TV's a little bit more sticky than the internet stuff is. Mm-hmm. Like if I go on a morning show here in Sacramento and do a cooking demo and like go and grab a bagel afterwards, it's not uncommon for someone to be like, Hey, I just saw you, you know, like it's just stickier in a way that the internet is not. And so I'm like, okay, well, if I can help people through that medium too, then that'd be mm-hmm. cool. So I'm trying to figure that part out. So, so, uh, so during the pandemic, my wife figured out how to do sourdough. Oh, she's well, one of those. Yeah. Everybody's been doing it, but she's right, gotten yeah, really good at it. I'll have to have her send you pictures of the bread that she's been doing. Oh yeah, um, please. What did you get good at just over the last year, just during the pandemic? Well, I mean, I <laughs> nothing. Okay, excellent. <laughs> I mean, like, what did you get? I, uh, did you pick up a? Did you pick up like a nasty heroin habit or anything like that? I should have. I mean, I, I kind of feel like. You know, I mean, like I said, you know, things just blew up for me. I had like kind of was, you know, like early summer, everyone was trying to figure out cooking stuff. And like, I, you know, I typically release like a video a week on my YouTube channel. Um, There was a a section middle of the summer, right? Like for like 45 days, I released a video a day. And I was just like, people were hitting me with questions. And I was like, okay, I'll figure that out and, you know, put out a video or whatever. And so, um, so I just feel like I, the pandemic was a little different for me that I think than probably other people. Like I worked more than I've ever worked in my life. And I just kind of kept cooking and doing things. <laughs> so I didn't learn any new skills. Um, I made it through some of my Netflix queue. 
<laughs> you know, I didn't die. So I'm, I'm, you know, all the good things. That's that counts as a win. Yeah. And yeah. people, people <laughs> needed to cook like we, we said yeah. earlier. So that's yeah. useful. Okay. You so know. the two dads on this podcast want to hear about this comic book. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the comic book, I'm a big comic book geek. Um, I mean, I guess you just say geek. Like, I'm just a geek in general. And I also like comic books. All right. <laughs> you came to the right podcast. You are speaking yeah. our language. <laughs> yeah, you know, and and for like, I was kind of pondering this. So this, the funny thing about the comic book is, um, you know, how it kind of relates to the pandemic just in general. But so about three years ago, three or four years ago, I was kind of pondering, do I want to do another cookbook? I had done two. Like, I was trying to think like what that next idea was going to be. And you know, I had all these people on my YouTube channel, Twitter, or Facebook who struggle with cooking. And I was trying to think like, okay, how can I reach people earlier? You know, like how can I help people before they're 35 or 40 trying to figure out how to cook, you know, and maybe along the way. And so I, I wanted to do this sort of illustrated comic booky cookbook thing. And, you know, it went through many iterations. Um, and then I eventually landed on the fact that like no kid wants to pick up a cookbook. I mean, it's a rare kid that wants to pick up a cookbook, right? Like, and so I was like, okay, well, if I, I need something that they want to pick up on a regular basis and, you know, that sort of has this food narrative that I can also shove some recipes and food tips into. And then um, that's kind of where it sort of just morphed. It kind of went from being a cookbook that had a little bit of a comic book angle to being a comic book that had a little bit of a food angle. And, you know, the story I kind of came up with, and I swear, I, I kid you not, and my artists, like all of last year when we were finalizing the first book, the story that I came up with was this, it's like, you know, 50 years in the future, quasi post-apocalyptic, um, because there's this virus that wipes out a whole bunch of shit. So, <laughs> I mean, and it's like, it's all related to food. So it's like, it's killing the supply chain. It's just like, it's, it's a plant-based virus. It's not killing people in that sense, but it's killing off food. So there's, a, it's a resource issue. And, you know, but like all of these things, I kind of like, you know, sat down and figured out like, okay, if we had this like global virus, what would happen? And I kind of went through and mapped all that out. And I mapped out like, like three years of stories, you know? And so I had all this laid out. And as my artist was kind of going through and illustrating it, she was like, so that's in the news right now. And <laughs> that's in the news right now. <laughs> And she's like, that's in the news right now. She's like, the next book better be like something really positive and happy just so it all like works out, you know? And so, mm -hmm. um, but the, the main part of it was, is I wanted something that kids just want to pick up and read all the time or just look at the pretty pictures all the time. Like I did when I was a kid looking at comic books and then hopefully through like, you know, osmosis or just that experience, you know, get exposure to food culture, recipes, cooking, you know, all that stuff. What's it called? Where can people buy it? It's called Spooniverse Comics. So if you go to spooniversecomics.com, and the funny part about that name is uh, Spooniverse is actually, I bought the domain for Spooniverse like back when I was working at Discovery Channel. So like hmm. 2009, I was like, oh, that's kind of a fun name. Just bought it and then like sat on it for, you know, 10 years. And um, like, yeah, so spooniversecomics.com, you can go there and you can buy a print version or a digital version. Um, and like, it, you know, right now, the way it works is like, so every kind of, we'll call it a season, um, is like three books. And so the first one's out for the first season. And then um, hopefully the second one will be out a little bit later this year. How's it doing? It's good, you know, I mean, the, you know, I mean, it's comic books are a long tail game because, you know, you're building sure. stories, you know? And so, you know, it's, it's done well for, you know, the audience that I have at my disposal. Um, you know, the, 
the kids that I've, you know, the, I've done a few surveys to see how kids are liking it. And, you know, parents said that, you know, kids are loving it. I've gotten, you know, photos of them just like sitting around flipping through it and stuff. So I think that, you know, it's definitely, um, I think it, you know, it, I think it has some legs. It still has some room to grow and stuff like that. And, and I've never written a comic book before. So I, I have a lot of growing myself as far as that goes. <laughs> well, your artist is awesome. She is. She's, she's amazing. Um, you know, like I, she wasn't the original artist. That's the funny part. Like she was like my second choice actually. And then the first person just didn't work out. And, um, you know, and I had spent six months designing the characters with the first person. So I had reached out to her and I said, so here's the characters. If you're cool with like working within that realm, I don't want to redesign anything. Like, you know, and she, she jumped on and yeah, the art has been really, really fun. And and it's taken us a while, I think, to, I never realized, I'll say the one thing I've learned through this <laughs> is how hard it is to create something, you know, like a lot of the things that I've created before, you know, they're just, you know, you write a blog post or you do a quick video, but developing comic book characters, most of it's been done. So like finding something that doesn't feel just so derivative, <laughs> you know, like it's hard to be original in that space, you know, and finding that you know, how you want the, how you want it to look, how you want the story to flow and all those things. So it's, it's been a challenge, but I think it's going to be a really fun one. And I, I look forward to where that's going to be in five years. <laughs> nice. Now, as a kid, did you read a lot of comics? I did. I did. I, um, I grew up pretty poor and we had this next door neighbor who, um, he was a really old guy and he just really kind of cool. I think he was a musician. Um, and he like in his garage just had this box of like comics and I, I'm going to kick myself at the end of this sentence, but like so he had this box of comics and he's like, Hey, like, do you want them? And he's like, gave it to me. And, you know, there was probably some early edition Spider-Man stuff in there. And like, I mean, some rare things that, you know, when I got to that phase where I was like, I'm not into comics anymore. Like I, you know, got rid of, and now I'm like, oh, why did I get rid of them? You know, but uh, yeah, I, I used to just spend my days reading like, you know, Spider-Man, Wonder Woman, Batman. Like I, you know, uh, very much into comics. Um, still am, I still, you know, read them a little less just because of time, but, <laughs> but yeah. How about you like, guys? Yeah, everyone has that story where you either went to a friend's house, you had either an older sibling with just a treasure trove of them. Like that's how I read the Infinity Gauntlet. I remember going to someone else's yeah. house and they had the, yeah. The whole yeah, that, that was it. Was actually, uh, I mean, back this was Jerry and I are about the same age, I think. But it's, uh, I think it was uh, the Secret Wars, the first one, mm. where the, the Spider-Man got his black suit and all that. Yep. Cool yeah, stuff. that was just weird. <laughs> well, and that's the great thing I think about comics because it it really does push the cultural envelope in so many directions, mm -hmm. and I think it's you know it's just a really fun medium to explore anything. And so I think, you know, you know, food in comics is not a new thing. That's definitely, I think there's a lot of Japanese comics that kind of mix those two mediums a little bit. Um, but I feel like this is kind of like probably the first time where it's really gonna be like more of how to cook. You know, I feel like there's this combination of food just cause food's part of culture, but um, yeah, it, you know, it's just a really great medium to, I think to push any sort of boundary. Now, as a kid, when you're reading comics, did you think that you wanted to create comics? Um, you know, I, I don't think so. I don't think that I ever really know. Cause I was sort of like, I kind of had early on, so I had my head set on being an engineer 
And I like early on, I wanted to be, uh, it kind of went back and forth depending on the day, but I really wanted to be a mechanical engineer. And then um, as soon as the TV show Knight Rider came out, I wanted to do whatever that was, like whatever made those things. I was like, I want to make cars that talk and drive themselves. And oh, um, you didn't just want to be Michael Knight. No, no, I wanted to make oh. the cars. Yeah, okay. so I used to That's just like, yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't have enough chest hair then to be Michael Knight, so you know. Um, but yeah, I wanted I wanted to like do that stuff. So, but um, and that kind of just evolved, like you know, as I, you know, because around that time is like when more and more computers were more available to the general population. And so I kind of mm -hmm. just got into computer engineering um, mm -hmm. and that's what I went to school for. And then did that for a little while and, and then left, <laughs> you know? So probably if I had paid attention, maybe I, I probably should have just been like, oh yeah, I like comics, maybe I'll do that. <laughs> well, you ended up there anyhow. Right, I know, yeah. Like I said, it's a twist, I'm not a good, I could totally see you as like a. I could totally see you as like a German pop star, though. Hmm. If you want to go full Hasselhoff, um, I will keep that in mind. I mean, yeah. you know, it, it's it's maybe that's my next. Still a young thing. man. Still a young man. <laughs> I, I I will say I think I think um, and I and I've brought this up to Michael numerous times because I'm like you know we should do a rewatch of this show because there's only like like two seasons but the Fall Guy. That's what I wanted to do. I loved that show growing up. Wasn't that a great show? It was and it had the so most amazing. Great. It had the most amazing theme song. Yeah, it was like sung I by mean, Lee Majors himself. Yeah. Oh, that's right. He actually sang the song. I was yeah. thinking about that the other day because you know I I um during the pandemic I started watching Cheers for some reason I don't know why um, but Wonderful. I decided to like yeah I mean it's a great show but I don't know what prompted it. Um, and you know, it's like we just don't we don't have theme songs like that anymore. We don't do that. We don't have a minute theme song for a TV show. Um, no. you know, and all the streaming the, shows they've got a, they've got good music in them, but they have like it's just like about fifteen seconds of of music. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, my family we just finished watching The Good Place, and it's just like this little I love that show. Yeah, it's yeah. a good show, but it's just and then it's just yep. that's it. That's the theme song. What well, and. It's funny because like, you know, it was, uh, I think, yeah, last year, last year I decided to have original music created for my YouTube channel. So for the first like eight and a half years, I had this piece of music that I purchased for like 50 bucks. Um, I had the license to it, but like over the years, the artists didn't grow a lot, but they grew just enough that like every time I would upload a video to YouTube, I would get a copyright snag and like have to show them, hey, I have the license and then they remove the copyright. And it was just annoying, like, well, <laughs> what sort of pushed it over the edge is like when I was releasing four videos a week, not a problem, or sorry, four videos a month, not a problem. When I did that 45 videos in a row thing, mm -hmm. that copyright snag became a serious issue. So I was like, okay, it's time to have my own music. And that was a big part of it. Like I had this artist, he created this like minute long song, which runs over like the credit roll at the end, but I have a eight second version that runs in the beginning, you know, cause no one shows that stuff anymore. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Yeah. And that band now is BT. What is the what is the K-pop band? BTS. BTS. Oh, yeah. BTS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm um, that would really make yeah. the channel take off if BTS right? did your theme song. <laughs> I know, right? Well, it's funny because like the the music, the original music is this. It's kind of like this. Like, it sounds like Eastern Europe folk music. You know, they just but it had like a couple bits where it just had like this really great drum beat. So I just I really liked it for that, but. The direction that I went in for the new music is the sort of like 80s 
pop dance sound so it's completely different you know and so i have people who are like wait what is this now i don't understand you know like it's not, <laughs> you know they're not even similar but um you know but i wear like a lot of silly 80s type shirts on camera so it just kind of made sense to have something that's sort of in that in that spectrum yeah my son elliot did the music for our podcast which is basically just him playing nice. with a garage band <laughs> and my kid did the ending song playing yes. with the launch pad it's a yes. like it's just an app just hit some buttons yeah. it's great yeah. i mean it, that's smart that you're not going to hit any copyright things so you made a smarter choice than i did <laughs> not, not until the kids get really big right then. yeah <laughs> right. And, uh, yeah i mean trust me trust me jerry i have uh, there's all kinds of snacks with this artist <laughs> <laughs> he's always asking for more money yeah yeah are you going to become a pageant dad? Is that what's going to be? It's like he's just going to become famous, and you're going to you're going to have to start shelling it out for your, for all just for your ten followers. Like, <laughs> all just for know? ten followers. Yeah, <laughs> I, I certainly hope not. He's, uh, he's, oh man, is he he's still gonna, a burner? He, he wants to be a YouTuber. I should get him to talk to you. Yeah, he, totally. He wants it, he wants to like play Minecraft and have people watch him play Minecraft. Oh yeah, he should totally talk to me. Like I'll totally help him out. Like it's it's actually kind of funny. Um, cause YouTube, uh, you know, the past, like, I think five years has hit that, like, so my audience, like typically food blogs, like the, the general audience is like middle-aged women. That's like most food blogs. That's who is, um, going to them. I don't know why, but for some reason, my following is millennials. I don't, I don't know what skews me that way. I don't know if it's cause it's like vegetarian and vegan stuff, or I just, you know, I swear a lot, or I don't know what the reason is, but like for some it could be the avocados. Um, but, you know, in the past, like, five years, like, I, you know, kids have just really latched on to YouTube in a way that, like, you know, it's funny because I don't have kids, but all my friends that do, like, when their kids find out that I'm a YouTuber, it's like, I'm, like, the best friend that that parent can have. Like, they're just <laughs> like, like, I mean, if I go to their house, like, oh, yeah, Dre makes YouTube videos, and they're like, <gasps> It's like, that's, I mean, they don't want to let, I mean, they will like literally just, I can barely even talk to my friends about it, you know, or like they just take up all my time. They're just really into YouTube. <laughs> that's so funny because I have a friend <laughs> who uh, works for YouTube and he was wearing his YouTube t-shirt that, that you tend to get when you work at the company. Yeah. And, and a kid saw him and he said, hey, are you a YouTuber? And he's like, well, yeah. And, and the kid was like, give him the two thumbs up thinking that he was a content creator on YouTube, not an <laughs> <laughs> engineer at YouTube. <laughs> Yeah, one one of my good friends who works at Apple, his kid um, was a little bit like me when I was a kid. He's like very much into comics and that sort of stuff. And when he found out that I made a comic book and that I'm a YouTuber, it's like he just like walked around with his mouth like open. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know what to do with this person in my house. You know, it's just it's like you know, I, I it's like royalty almost. You know, like with them. You know, <laughs> it's kind of funny. It's like I don't have you'll kids, have but to, I'm popular. You should just kids, you should so, just yeah. always have one of those you've got some merch where you've got that cup that changes color. You should just always have yes. those in your pocket and just hand it to kids that recognize you. Here, totally, totally. Yeah, <laughs> no, you're not, I mean, you're not wrong. It's, it's, uh, it's funny. I, I purchased those a couple of years ago and I was, my, I had this whole plan for them and I, I just did nothing. <laughs> like we, Hey, here at dad pods, we approve of doing nothing. Yeah. yeah that's I mean, I, I, yeah. been our plan for a while <laughs> so i was like i need to get rid of these like i need to like <laughs> so i'm like i'm just randomly kind of giving them away to like fans now like as you know as i engage with them online um but it's funny like they you know um they're fun <laughs> mm -hmm. 
swag is where it's at. But yeah, I'll have to send you guys some cups. I, I have a couple. Um, let's see. What else do you want to talk about? Do you want to talk about, like, you, you mentioned your Netflix queue. What did you watch that was just amazing this year? What did I watch that was amazing? Hmm. Funny, though, um, I did just start rewatching Buffy, so I think you'll appreciate that. Yes. Um, I had, I, I I had my son it. watch it last year, too. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. Yes. I, I just started it, like, last week. I, like, I kind of was, it's funny, my relationship with that show, we've talked about this many times, but um, I kind of wanted to start watching it again, but I knew, like, if I started that I'm just going to go down the rabbit hole. Like there's no like watch one episode kind of thing. It's like, oh, I stayed up until three in the morning watching Buffy kind of thing, you know? And so um, (laughs) I I tried to resist the pressure, but yeah, I I kind of folded on that. Um, You know, and and everybody out there, we can watch Buffy the Vampire Slayer without endorsing Joss Whedon. He's a dick. Yes. Well, that's kind of the funny part. I, I haven't, I sort of haven't watched it. I mean, I haven't watched it through that lens with that sort of new information. So it is kind of interesting, you know, um, I did start, wa- I watched a little bit of Dollhouse last year. I didn't finish, I haven't finished it yet, but mm-hmm. um, uh, I mostly, you know, I, Cheers, I watched, I started watching Cheers, as I mentioned. Um, <laughs> it was actually kind of funny, you know, when I was sort of having that, um, I'm going to name drop again. So whoever wants to pick that one up. Um, but like I was watching Cheers last year and then, you know, the, person that plays Lilith followed me on Twitter because I had something kind of blowing up around storing broccoli of all things. BB Newworth? Yeah, BB Newworth, yeah. And so like, um, <laughs> and so, you know, it was just really weird because it was like, I was sitting on my couch and I'm like watching Cheers and the, I don't even know if it was an episode that she was in, but I was, you know, kind of watched a couple and then my phone was like, BB Newworth started following me on Twitter. And I was like, this is odd, you know, like just sort of like <laughs> a weird kind of cosmic uh, thing, but um you know, I've been, I think I rewatched, I rewatched the boys stuff. I've been like watching just a lot of like superhero-y type stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the darker ones. <laughs> um, the Americans. Oh yeah, I watched the Americans. I still haven't finished that yet, but uh, I did start the Americans last year too. It's a good show. That's a good show. Yeah, it's. Um, it is yeah, kind of amazing with Cheers. Like everybody on that show, not only, not only was it a great show that had like a really long run, but everybody on that show had a career post that show. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it exactly. And it kind of took me down this little, a little bit of a rabbit hole because that Twitter follow, like I was like, Oh, okay. So like, I was like, I'll watch some other stuff. So I, I ended up watching the faculty because I love, you know, Kevin Williamson stuff. And I was like, I'm going to watch something else with BB Newworth. And then, you know, and then because that movie had people in it that had done other things, it's, you know, one just kind of leads to the other, you know, you kind of, it's easy to go down a, down that spiral. <laughs> Yeah, I started watching The Good Place too, um, only halfway through. It's a good show. Mm-hmm. So awesome, yes. and it just really yeah. made me appreciate Ted Danson. Just like wow, to have started there, all the way back, yeah, ended years. up there. Yeah, I know he he is such a really. I mean, he's a really really good actor, and I, and I think the thing that was kind of fun about Cheers is it looks like everyone just had a really good time making that show. Yeah. Like, I mean, I feel like you know we got that half hour segment that they showed every week, but. I bet it was just really fun hanging out on that set. <laughs> yeah. The only hot mess that ever came out of that was Kirstie Alley, right? Yep. I think that, well, I, her, I mean, I think like as far as hot mess as a person, yes, I think like she was the only one that kind of like was a hot mess posted. I think that, what's her name? What was the one that played Diane? Um, Shelley Long. Oh, Shelley Long. Yeah. yeah. I think she kind of screwed her career over a little bit through By that show. By leaving the show too early. Yeah. Yeah. Right. She left too early because she kind of thought, you know, 
she got a little too big for her britches but that said i still watch troop beverly hills like, at least a couple times a year so, so it's a like, classic I mean, classic movie classic right? classic show yeah classic movie. and they're making a sequel have... they are making a sequel yeah yeah they're making a sequel to it uh troop beverly hills one of the girls in troop beverly hills is jenny lewis who went on to be the lead singer for rilo Riley, rilo kylie and oh, jenny lewis nice. jenny lewis thanks yeah. thanks yeah, it's it's funny. Well, it's you know, kind of going back and watching Buffy too. Like even now, there's people that, you know, have had their careers kind of pick up, you know, from it too. That were you know in one part or another kind of thing too. It's just Amy you know, Adams season six. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Amy Adams. It's like you, all of a sudden you just see you're just, you're just watching along. Da 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 da. Buffy's doing stuff, killing things, and then Amy Adams episode. Yeah. And you're just like what? And she's like this backwoods, like southern like <laughs> misogynistic sort of family and yeah. she's like the is weird that is one of my favorite episodes though i love that i mean as much like bigotry is in it it is a really really good episode um, <laughs> you should watch ted lasso if you haven't love ted lasso no i did Excellent. watch that one yeah oh my yeah God, that good. one's good yeah Se- ted lasso, season two very season soon two comes out like in next month yep isn't yeah, it like this weekend next month I- Oh, was it next month? Okay. Yeah, it's like July 23rd or something like that. Yeah, okay. Not that I would like, I don't have it on my calendar or anything. Yet. I did also enjoy um, Morning Show. I don't know if you watched that Apple Plus show. I haven't I, watched that one. I, I think what I did with tough, Ted Lasso. Good. Yeah, what I did with Ted Lasso was I like just paid for like the, the free month of okay. Apple Plus to, and I watched it and then I canceled it, but then I said I didn't watch anything else. You said there's also another good show, Mike, right? What's up? Mythic um, Quest. Mythic Quest. Yeah, I'm a big, yes, big fan I, of Mythic Quest. Yeah, are they doing another season of that? Or because I think I'm like we are in season one... two right now. Oh, are they? Okay. Watched it, but it's one of those ones that I kind of like fell off a little bit, but it's still Apple TV keeps reminding me that I I'm failing and <laughs> not watching it. Um you know what movie I saw that was really good, and I'm gonna screw up the name, but um it's on Netflix. It was a recent one that came out. It's like Mitchell's versus the machines or something like that. Oh, yeah. I can't remember exactly. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've, uh, if you haven't seen that one, like that one was so much fun. Like it was this fun, like animated comic booky, just kind of really, I mean, even though it's not like superhero-ish or whatever, but just the art style it, and like the story is fun, like everything about it. I highly recommend that one if you haven't seen it. Yeah. Same studio as uh, Enter the Spider-Verse. Oh, oh, that explains it. Cause that was like just a beautifully made movie. I love that. Yeah. I love that one. That's great. I think we covered all of our points. If you do decide to uh, watch any of the Disney Plus shows, uh, we have a recap. We went episode by episode where we spent more time, I think, than they they actually did with WandaVision. We spent okay. more time talking about it than there was actually like filming of it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's there's definitely some good stuff that I haven't like. I mean, I I love the Mandalorian. That was a lot of fun. Um, that that's great, actually, yeah. I mean, that's the thing that actually got me to sign up for Disney Plus. I was very much not going to subscribe to another service like i was very adamant about that and then like they pulled the mandalorian thing and i saw baby yoda and i was like damn it (laughs) (laughs) just when you think you're out i know i know i know yeah yeah and then and then we're doing a precap of all the loki episodes i don't know if it's working out but it's but we're doing it yeah okay okay i have to catch up on my my marvel tv things i haven't really gone down that too much so um but you know it's also one of those things too like i know those shows are the kind of things i'm just gonna once you hit play 
I'm gonna be like, oh, it's up till four in the morning again, you know? Yeah. That's the thing, yeah. only having a cat, like I can, you know, still be irresponsible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we do it too, and we have ch children. So you yeah. can, you're allowed to be irresponsible. <laughs> I gotta stay up so even later, because I gotta wait for them to go to sleep. Sometimes, depending on what it is. And then yeah. I just watch it the, all. The problem is my kid likes all the stuff that, that I wanna watch. So mm -hmm. I just have to, I have to like, I, I watch the first episode with him very carefully with like my thumb right above the pause button, you know, if I, if I need yeah. to like, you know, okay, we can't do this. Yeah. You know? So I have a question. Is the, is the name of the podcast based on like dad bods? Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> we tried to get, we tried to get it with S, but apparently somebody else took that, but they don't have a podcast. Yeah. They just, oh, really? they just named a podcast and then they didn't use it they got as far we as naming 50 it 50 episodes but we could we had to put the z at the end of it oh really uh it's terrible. bastards yes got and we didn't person. like try to contact them or anything i mean we're not gonna pay for it <laughs> well i mean the only thing you have to do then is just you know like get a huge following and become really popular and squash them well we're gonna try to you know you know uh piggyback on your i can't imagine that there's too many millennial women that want to uh listen to the podcast but hey you know we'll, but we'll take anybody if if you tuned in because of this episode welcome <laughs> welcome I, I you're going to be very very disappointed in the next episode but uh um well, stick with us we're, we're not terrible yeah <laughs> we're the it's okayest our, podcast our bio. There, right? we're not terrible yeah that's that's the theme of most dads hey not terrible yeah. you know we, we got through it you know nobody broke anything I feel like There's this nobody is nobody actively bleeding <laughs> after this episode. So we're, we're fine. <laughs> in, I in... mean, is bleeding something you have to worry about while oh, yeah. podcasting? Oh, oh I was just thinking more dad parenting, but sure. yeah, yeah, okay. Okay. <laughs> Typically the role of the dad is to be the mediocre version of every other thing that you need. The mediocre plumber, <laughs> the mediocre electrician, <laughs> the sometimes mediocre chef, but in, you know, some people's cases, the, the good chef. Yeah, but you're not a you're not a you're not a dad there, Jerry. Though, so you're allowed yeah. to be a good chef. Well, I'm my just listening. Like my food, so <laughs> Shane, you are a good chef. Like I, I know I am a reheater. I'm, de I'm decent. I'm decent. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, um, I think like if I ever get like another animal, I'll have to hit you guys back up so I can you know qualify for another sure. dad pods. You know. Um, sure. But, we would know, love to have you I back. This was really fun. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we can do it in person, like while we're wine tasting or something. Oh, you know? that would be awesome. That'd so, be a very special. Because you, you and I, Jerry, we, we need to figure out where we can meet either in Lodi or Napa or, I mean, the world is opening back up. I know, right? Yeah. I mean, I am vaccinated. I taught my kid this thing and it was terrible because my wife hates me now. But I said, you know, I'm, I'm you know, I'm waxed, vaxxed and ready to party. <laughs> and so now my son says it all the time. Oh Lord. That is a, cl <laughs> a classic, classic dad move right there. Yes. Yeah. And, and my, and my wife just glares at me. She's just <laughs> like, so nothing's changed pretty much. Yeah. I'm still, <laughs> I'm still a 13 year old boy. Um, <laughs> nice. And uh, nice. She, she's the adult and she wears the pants, all that stuff. Nice. Yeah. Well, um, give her my wishes. It's been a while since we've hung out, you know? So. Yes. Yes. I will give her your best and, and you have her best me. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> we we know she will disagree with that. <laughs> yes, she will. But she also, but you know what? In fairness, Jerry, she doesn't listen to this podcast. <laughs> She's not one of your ten subscribers. Of course not. <laughs> That's the you best think, part. I mean, you think, I mean, she's not here now listening to me. She's, she's, <laughs> I mean, she doesn't want to listen to me in general. Why would she like, like, like actively subscribe to something that I'm yeah. talking? Yeah. No. I, I'm in the I same mean, boat. I think for both of us, both of our wives have heard enough of us. that. Uh... <laughs> yeah. I think my kids stopped listening when he realized that we didn't, that we tried to keep it, keep it a, like a, like a, a family friendly podcast. So we weren't cursing. Oh, not for sorry. any other, not for any specific reason, you, and you didn't curse. Uh, I think we are allowed to say shit a couple of times. That accounts, okay. something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I just um, it, you know. I I did in the middle of one of those episodes we had to bleep out because I did drop an f bomb. I can't remember which episode that was. Uh, yeah, who knows? Yeah. <laughs> All right. But, well, uh, maybe 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 Natasha will listen because I'm on it. Yeah. I hope so. I hope She's so. Not, Natasha. Natasha, Maybe not tired of me. I love you very much. You're the greatest in the history of, of people. Yeah. And uh, as say the word spork if you've listened, then he'll, he'll know if you say the word spork. <laughs> it's like a code word spork. Code word spork. Awesome. Or actually, you know, we should go Spooniverse Comics is the code word. Oh, that's the, that's, that's the better code word. Yeah. Jerry, thank you so much for, for joining us. Yeah, thank you for having me. This is great. Thanks, Jerry.